Welcome to the Modern Real Estate Mama podcast. On this show, we talk all things mindset, support, and encouragement for the modern mom in real estate that's building a business and raising babes. I'm Brayden McKee, a realtor in Phoenix, Arizona. I've been in the business for five years, and I'm a boy mom of two under three. And I'm Alyssa Stalker. I'm a realtor in Ventura County, California, and a mom of two under two. And together, we're bringing our entrepreneurial backgrounds and digital marketing expertise to change the way a modern mama does real estate. Whether you're here for the support or our tactical tips for building a business, we are rooting for your growth. Thanks for listening. Hey. Yay, it's working. Okay. (laughs) Note to self, don't ever record half of a podcast if you're not sure it's recording. And then also discuss the incorrect topic. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. That's okay. Well, we're really excited to chat with the real estate moms today about a recap of quarter one and then what's ahead for quarter two. Yeah, I know. I'm excited to talk about this now, especially since I just spent a long time talking about something else. (laughs) But you guys will hear about that in another episode. Um, But yeah, um, We actually started our previous chat where, again, didn't know we were recording, talking about kind of like what we are both going through right now. And like one of my biggest struggles, like I had a really good Q1 and I've mentioned on previous episodes, my business has grown a lot um, and I had kind of like some of my most difficult challenges I faced in my real estate career so far all at once in Q1. So I definitely learned a lot. Um, I don't really want to like open up and talk about that anymore because I I did already kind of talk about it in a previous episode, but I do want to talk about like, you know, tracking and just like stopping to look back at how far you've come. Um, And, you know, what I'm struggling with now and how I'm approaching heading into the next quarter. So for me, quarter one was filled with its challenges, but I was really focused a lot on those challenges. And when I like took a step back and was like, this actually was a a byproduct of doing my taxes and updating my tracker, which I do every quarter, I really got to see my numbers and um, I where I was pacing for this whole year, I was actually tracking to meet my whole year goal. Um, And that's amazing to me because first quarter is usually pretty slow for realtors. And, you know, you make that up in the spring and summer months, but I was actually tracking, you know, if I were to evenly do the same amount every quarter to reach my yearly goal, which was huge to me. And I ended up having two transactions fall out. So I was shy of that goal, but the fact that I was like tracking there to begin with, and I did put that under contract, I was, I was like, wow, that's amazing. And then I started comparing like year over year and there was like a 9% growth. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. Like I should be focusing on this and not, you know, being so stuck in these challenges um, and having that continue to weigh me down. Like I've, I've learned from them, you know, moving on, put my big girl pants on and, you know, let's onward and upward kind of attitude. Um, But just sitting down to like really look back um, from a numbers and data standpoint, 
I was really shocked and really proud of myself. And, and I would just encourage anybody to, who gets caught up in like the, the day to day and the, you know, the weight of this job sometimes to just kind of look back at how far you've come and, and maybe like, even look back to like, where was I last year? Cause that's what I did. And I was like, wow, like there has been this amazing, amazing growth and transformation, not just numbers, but in everything that I've accomplished in a year. And I, you know, I think that that, that is so valuable and that really started to help shift my mindset and my focus and, you know, gear up for Q2. So flowing into the second quarter, like I'm, I am having a pain point and a struggle of, you know, I've now set up a lot of these systems. I, I have, you know, reviewed what I did, what's working, what's not. And I've kind of got this nice flow now. Um, but I'm feeling, I'm feeling really busy, but with a flow. And what happens is like, if something happens in my day where like, it's an unexpected thing, which is like mm-hmm, a lot of real estate. <laughs> I get thrown off and I'm like, oh, my daily tasks, my daily behaviors, my to-do list. Like I can't let go of that. And so I have this like looming to-do list. And as a mom, I'm feeling the struggle of shutting, being able to really shut off. So I really value, you know, the flexibility in this career and, just really value the boundaries that I've learned to set. And, and like, when I'm not working, I'm not working. Like I want to shut off. I want to put my phone down. I want to look at my kids' eyes. I want to be on their level. I want to participate in my family without distraction. And like, it's hard because we work from our phones a lot. Um, and people have an expectation of, of constant communication. And we, we've also spoken on that previously in other episodes, but I really, really value that. And what I'm finding is even though I'm respecting that boundary for myself and my family and I'm like putting my foot down and shutting off, my mental focus is like foggy and I'm having a hard time. Like if I, if I did not complete my, my to-do list or I just know there's like a few tasks that are like looming over me, I cannot get them out of the back of my head. And I, I'm, that's something that I'm really working on is, um, you know, trying to improve my mental focus and clarity, um, to be present. And that's so important to me as a mom. Like when I'm with my kids, I don't just want to be there, but I want to like be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like feeling that right now as I'm going into Q2 and I have a plan. My plan to kind of combat this is to focus on um, a lot of that self-work and, you know, that mental work. And, and part of that for me is I really feel like the mind and the body are, are so connected and they're, they also fuel, you know, your productivity, your business, your, you know, energy to be there for your family and show up. So that's something I've really neglected the first the first quarter of the year like I stopped walking I hadn't you know done my consistent workouts and you know I try to open up every morning with prayer and just you know reading and I was reading a little bit got off track so I'm really trying to prioritize these types of activities so that I can use it um, to keep 
clear um, and improve my focus, but also um, kind of as like a, a segue or like a wind down tool, like in between like, um, you know, all right, I'm done with work for this period now. I'm going to do like another activity for shifting gears. You know what I mean? So I'm going to read or I'm going to go to the gym and take a mental break and try to, you know, shift into the next mode. So that's, that's one thing I'm doing, um, to try to combat that. Um, so I see that as my pain point for Q2. Um, and my goal for Q2 is to kind of make up for that, that loss, that loss that I I guess you could equate it to, um, in the first quarter so I can stay tracking. Um, and the way that I'm going to do that is just keeping up with these activities that I've seen, um, repeated in my business work for me. And that's showing up on social media, being consistent with content and creating, you know, relationships and, um, really tapping into my community and pouring back into them through, you know, events and um, supporting small business. Those are all things that I, I truly enjoy doing. And I've repeatedly seen, you know, help grow my business too. So that's kind of like where I came from in Q1 and where I'm headed in Q2 and kind of the good, the bad and the ugly and, and how I'm, I'm planning to approach it. But I feel really good that I at least have some sort of a plan in place (laughs) and we'll see how it goes so um where are you at girl what's going on with you yeah so quarter one um like transaction flows in volume was not super high but I am actually really proud of you know the numbers um what I'm most excited about with Q1 is that you know, me and my mom have really built a pipeline. Um, so I went into Q1 with two under contract. And then I had a closing early, um, early on, and then uh, got a new listing and then continued to get new buyers coming in for consultations and um, out showing, you know, pre-qualified all of the good stuff. And so now we're going into Q2 with a pretty full um, list of contracts um, under contract and uh, buyers that are out actively showing and then buyers that are coming on for, you know, potentially um, Q3 and beginning of Q4. So that is huge considering that last year I had one of the hardest years in my real estate career and so many transactions that fell out so many clients that just didn't pan out and so I'm really proud of that um that was huge I think for Q1 uh I had some pain points as well with Q1 um I dealt with my hardest listing transaction ever and it actually wasn't because of my clients my clients were good friends of mine um, but I was dealing with a lender um, and a buyer that were just really hard. And the whole situation was crazy. And Alyssa knows um, because I yeah. told her several times, like, just, I'm like, I am, I'm like, I can't tell if I'm just too close to this situation, but I am so frustrated. <laughs> like, 
having to really pull the transaction through and really dealing with um, the, you know, the buyer's lender that was uh, probably the most unprofessional person I've come across the whole time mm-hmm. I've been in real estate, which, I mean, I feel like that's a big statement. <laughs> right. Considering that, you know, uh, I have come across several people that I'm like, okay, that was pretty unprofessional. But yeah, this was, it was rough. So that was one pain point. But I got through it, got closed. Last day of Q1, we're done. So that was really exciting. <laughs> that is I'm exciting. Glad to be done with that one. Um, but then also, now I'm, you know, what I started experiencing um, with Q1 and going into Q2, you know, the pain points of growing and managing time and needing help in a lot of areas, um, delegating tasks, which feels really scary to me. Um, it is, I feel like it's a bet on myself to say, okay, I'm going to hire help, um, even if it's just like here and there or uh, for certain tasks, you know. Uh, I feel like it's a bet on myself that, like, okay, I'm going to be able to sustain this and to be able to afford, you know, this hire. Um, and I am feeling the struggle of that, knowing that I need to do that in several different areas, but also feeling very nervous about doing so. Um, but I don't, I'm getting to the point where, like, I don't really have much of a choice. Like, I don't really have much more time that I can be doing certain things um, because I'm just literally running out of out of time in my day and I need to also work on my health um, and spend some time, you know, working out and making sure I have meals prepped for myself and my family, making sure that, like, we're eating healthy, getting nutrients um, and getting sleep and getting family time together. So, that is a very real pain point when you're growing. And it's like, it's amazing, right? Because you're looking at it, you're like, yeah, this is what I've been praying for, right? Like, literally, like, mm-hmm. this is the, you know, this, this, this is what I've been praying for. Mm-hmm. But then you, you're faced head on with, okay, as a result of this blessing that I'm experiencing, here is this new challenge, this new mountain I've got to get over. And right. what is the solution? You know, what does it look like on the other side? You have to pick a leap of faith that, you know, you're going to be able to, um, you know, just do it and get, you know, get through it and move on to that next mountain, that next challenge or bump in the road, you know. Um, but I'm really looking forward to Q2. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, more roots of you know the patience and the dedication and the consistency that you know been put in over the last few years and finally seems to be paying off and um I feel hopeful and excited and also uh very aware of some immediate uh needs that need to be taken care of as well (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think it I think it's hard like when you get to a stage of having to add people into your business for when you have to like rely on somebody and you're so used to doing things a certain way um you have to train them 
And then you have to feel like you can continue to feed them, like you can continue to provide work for them. And that's, that feels like an added pressure too. And I'm, I'm like at a similar stage, like I just did this in, in my business. I, I hired some help and I added to my team. I started a team and like, you know, it was really, really scary to leap into. Um, but now I'm starting to see where, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting when you're a sole agent because you have to like wear so many hats and that's really a business owner in general. Cause I've owned other businesses too. And like you wear so many hats, I've learned to be what I'll say, okay at many different things. Right. And like, when you are an entrepreneur or you're a solo business owner, you don't really have a choice until you get to the place where you can hire somebody. But I realized that I was looking at this kind of backwards for a long time. Like I definitely had to have the money to hire somebody, but didn't really approach it like, well, I can just start small or I can lift a couple tasks off my plate. And like, I had a hard time coming up with like what that would look like. And what I realized by like comparing like the things that I like to do in my business, the things I don't like to do, the things I really am actually good at, or the things that like I can do and I'm okay at, like they definitely aren't bad, but do I need to do them? Like I compared like all four of those categories and came up with like a good job description for like what an assistant could do for me and that like helped me see like okay if there's a person that can do all of these things and free up this much amount of time in my schedule to focus on the things I actually am good at or I love doing or like those real you know business growth activities which you know a lot of times that's you showing up as you and having conversations like other people can't do that for you right so it's like figuring figuring out that that delegation recipe was the biggest battle for me and then once I did it really started to like help me wrap my head around this more and let go and it's been working out really well um I think one thing that I had to gear myself up for too is like the patience of training and realizing um because I'm I'm kind of a control freak by nature and I had to and that that's honestly not intentional it's it's something that's just kind of happened because because I've had to do so many things like my husband and I working together like like we have assumed so many roles in our businesses I've had lots of control so that's just like what I'm used to you know um and trying to unwind years of that you know is just it's it's a process but I you know gearing myself up for the fact that like you do have to train this person and be patient and it took you years and years and years to figure out this skill or it took you a lot of practice or research um to figure this out so I can't just like expect that I show someone something one time and they're going to get it um lots of things they do which is amazing but um you know having the patience and knowing that okay I'm not going to hire an assistant and overnight all of my struggles are going to be relieved or you know I it's actually kind of a little bit harder up front 
hiring somebody and bringing someone in because it's kind of like you're doing both jobs. Like you're training them how to do it and you're doing it still. Um, And so that's kind of something that over the last 30 days, even I've been doing and it's still, it's still a process, but I can say that I feel, I feel a huge weight and I see a light, um, you know, once this is really fully dialed in, um, and I've, I've already had so much relief off my plate by getting some help. And I wish that I looked at this earlier on in my business. I think sometimes we, we like get, we get so, um, in building mode and we feel like we got to get to this certain level and this certain point before we could implement, you know, a small change or, you know, someone to even help you a couple hours a week. I mean, imagine what that could do for you even early on and that expense really when you look at it is so small in comparison to if you had those couple hours to go do a business activity if you were to get a transaction out of those couple hours like how much that that really helps you you know I wish I I wish I saw that earlier on um and actually started sooner I don't think you have to be some like mega top producer to utilize help it's it's just not the case um you know what I mean so I think it's, uh, I think that's the thing that people don't realize is because that was kind of the thing that I was taught was like, well, you have to be at a certain point and you need to hire your first hire. How many times have we heard this? Your first hire needs to be a full-time assistant. Like, I but they don't need to be full-time. Yeah, right. exactly. Exactly. And that was the thing is that like, that was my thought process about hiring. Yeah. And I was like, well, how many houses? Do I have to sell and how many houses do I have to have under contract and in the pipeline to make sure that I can afford to pay a full-time assistant mm-hmm. well that is much more daunting and going to prevent you from starting which is what it did to me is what it did right. to me I mm-hmm. should have hired somebody a couple hours a week in 2020 when I was having transactions left and right and I was pregnant with my second son and that is when I actually should have hired. And the fact that I didn't hire then, even for just like three to four hours a week, somebody like a VA, I think is, you know, probably one of the reasons I struggled so much last year is because I thought I was letting things slide when I went on like maternity leave. And it took so long to like ramp things back up after having my son at the end of 2020. Um, and yeah. I didn't have things still going and I didn't have help and I was just relying on myself and like if I had help I would have had you know a couple of things I would have been able to keep some things moving forward and um, I think we just need to kind of get rid of the narrative that you have to be able to hire somebody full-time because even a couple hours a week can be game-changing for you um as I'm learning because uh, I need help drastically and I'm like gosh if I even just had like somebody to take these like three hours that I'm dedicating towards this it would be so beneficial right now to me and like it would just feel like a huge weight off of my shoulders if I had somebody that can help me with this totally and I think too like just going back to our why and like that we're moms and we it's it's it feels like a, it feels like a backwards, backwards thought, right? Like I'm going to hire someone before I, you know, feed my family. Right. And, and you're like, 
I'm still trying to build and feed my family. How do I start feeding somebody else too? I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. But it's like, it doesn't have to look like that. That's, that's just not, that's not accurate. Your business is, your business should be exactly how you want your business to look. If you want to be a realtor and work 10 hours a week and focus on being a mom and you only sell six houses a year, guess what? You could leverage that income and still have some small form of health so that you're able to maintain what you want that to look like. There's nothing wrong with that. Like just, you don't have to have a certain production level to have help or to structure your business in such a way so that it works for your lifestyle. And like, that's the biggest thing I've been encouraged to do is put in place things in my business today and this year, that's like really my main goal for this entire year is to put things in place for my business that that suit my lifestyle and create the business that I really want. And it it doesn't mean that my business growth is where where I want it to be today, but I'm I still wanna enjoy the the journey and have it suit my lifestyle. Like I'm not interested in working crazy hours, being unavailable and not having dinner on the table for my family. Um, as much as possible and like sitting down together or having some weekends off and going to do things and not showing houses every Saturday and Sunday or doing open houses every weekend like like you don't have to be at a certain level to mirror your business like it like a like your dream lifestyle um and and as far as how you structure your time spent and I think that that's really important to share because I wish I, I wish I realized that earlier on. I think we're always put in this place of like, you got to grind, you got to grind. But then we have all these pressures as moms, like to be present in other areas. And really that's like, that's where our heart is, right? Like we, we do this because we, most people do this because they enjoy working and, you know, we want to flex our muscles outside of motherhood too, and our other skill sets and, you know, keep those alive and, and, you know, have our, our individual person thrive, right? But I, but we love being moms and we want to be present and there's a way to do that and it's okay to have help. And it's from experience, strongly advisable to get that help at any, any stage in any capacity. Um, if that's getting somebody to stuff envelopes for you, maybe even another mom who's just looking for a little extra side work, um, you know, for whatever reason, it's like, there are things that you can find in your business that you don't need to do or don't like to do that someone else would. And you can use that time to either be building your business and making more money for yourself or spending it where you want to be spending it, like with your family or having personal time or whatever that looks like for you. So for, I think that that's, that's definitely something that you know, hopefully people can take away as they approach a new quarter and maybe they didn't even plan their year yet. Like maybe they haven't done goal planning. Like maybe you're listening to this and you're like, I don't even know where I'm going right now. (laughs) Start today. Like, like map that out for yourself. That's okay. Like, and this, this discussion doesn't have to apply from like Q1 of 2022 to Q2 2022. These are things that at any day, any point you can, look at and say okay like I I feel that oh okay I can implement this or I can start today and focus on what does my dream business look like and 
what is my pain point right now? What am I going to do to solve it? How do I make it look like that? Right. I think that that is not deep. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I got really excited there. In similar, we're in similar stages though. And like you're a couple steps ahead of like where, you know, I'm like, I'm at right now. Like I'm looking for people to help and it helps to have the perspective and being like, really looking back and being like, wow, like if I could tell somebody, if I could tell myself two years ago, like get somebody to help you a couple hours a week, like that would have been a game changer. Like I know it for sure. And that's okay because now we have this podcasting community and I can tell you guys and hope that yeah. you want to listen. <laughs> and I get so excited. I, I never want to come across like I'm like preaching, like by no means am I an expert in this. I have failed um, and hit so many walls so many times, but I just get so excited to share about like what's really helped me and change things for me because I want to save somebody, you know, that. And and sometimes you need to learn a lesson and you got to experience it for yourself. But, but I just, this is stuff if had I heard this information to me, like I would have implemented that a long time ago, even as a baby agent, I like, I just, there's no rule book that says you have to be at a certain, certain status level production, whatever to have help or to do certain things in your business. You just don't, it looks like whatever you want it to look like. And so if you're like listening to this and Brayden and I are in similar stages, maybe you're way, you know, surpassed us, or maybe you're just starting out. Maybe you're like about to get your license. I know we have people like that too. I just, you know, keep this in mind for whatever stage you're at like the biggest takeaway is that your business should look like how you want it to look like and if it doesn't look like that yet or you're just getting started you can take steps to make it look like that today there's no rule book that you have to follow um, or point at which you must reach before that happens totally yeah I think this was a, a really good conversation to have and I think um, hopefully, hopefully the ladies really get something out of it and, you know, look at your Q1, look at your, you know, past um, activity and then look at where you're going and, you know, take the pieces that apply or that could apply and, you know, let us know what you think about it. Go comment in the Facebook group or let us know like what you think or if we can support you in this or give resources. Um, mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. that some of the girls in the group gave me resources for um, hiring some help that I need. So I'm happy to pass that along or be like, hey, let's start this conversation. Who has resources for getting this done in your own business? Yeah, I think we should definitely talk about that in the Facebook group. And if you are not in our Facebook group, we do have a members only Facebook group for moms in real estate. Search us on Facebook or check the show notes, the Modern Real Estate Mama. Uh, make sure you answer the questions so that we can get you in the group. Um, and yeah, we'll continue the conversation there. I, I hope that this was helpful and I can't wait to learn, um, you know, from you guys and, and how this, you know, has either helped your business or any advice that you have to give to us to improve as well or areas that we can get help that we may be unaware of. So thanks so much for listening. Absolutely. Have a great day, ladies, and we will talk to you guys inside the Facebook group and our Instagram page. See ya.
If you've been enjoying the Modern Real Estate Mama podcast, it would mean so much to us if you would leave us a review on how this podcast has impacted your listening today. Whether you heard us on Apple or Spotify, your review helps other moms in real estate discover this podcast. Thank you.